You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Today I have a special guest and a dear friend of mine, Maureen Neal here. And I want to start off the episode with giving her an opportunity to introduce herself and just tell us a little bit about her involvement with our association um, over the years. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kate. It is such a pleasure to be here. I don't really know what to say. I've been a realtor since 2006. So January, I'm coming up on my 18-year anniversary, which is hard to really fathom. And before that, I was an unlicensed assistant for four years, got a little taste of the business. And after swearing I would never be a real estate agent, here I am. Um, but I've been involved with association involvement for my entire career as a realtor. So pretty much from the day that I got licensed and joined the association. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we we do a good job but we could always do better at proving the value and showing the value to our members, both at the local level here in Atlanta, but also at our state level, the Georgia Realtors. Awesome. And the reason I wanted to have you in today was just to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I know you're one of the people who has inspired me to be more involved. And I think that there's just, I mean, we could probably do hours worth of content on the benefit of that and, and just the buy-in and what you get out of it. And all the options and opportunity and relationships and all that jazz. And we'll get into that. But you are really, in my opinion, one of the poster children for utilizing your membership to the fullest. And so today I just wanted to talk a bit about your involvement at the local level. We'll scale up from there and the benefits um, of that involvement that you've seen and reaped over the years and why you continue to stay involved even after all these years, how, you know, you came in, you, you got involved, you, you know, probably took some classes and you may, may or may not have served on some committees. <laughs> um, and it has all really evolved over the years, but you haven't left. That's right. Um, so one of the things that I see online a lot, especially on social media, namely Facebook, in light of, of course, everything that's happened in the past 12 months, you know, looking back at 2023, we had a couple of what we might call scandals uh, at the national level. We had our president resign, and of course, we've had those commission lawsuits that came to a head last fall. But I think that when I look at what I see people post the most, and they're usually the ones who aren't involved, it's along the lines of, what good is being a member of NAR? Or what does NAR do for me? And I see a lot of that conversation. And I have to hope and I have to assume that most of the people who are posing that question and then chiming in with you know, negativity are the people who aren't involved and engaged. And what I would tell them, if I were brave or stupid enough to jump into those arguments <laughs> on social media, is that it's not about what the National Association of Realtors does for you. It starts at the local level, which is why we pay our dues to our local association. And then a little bit is doled out to our state and a little bit is sent up to national. But it really starts with what do you get out of your local? And I think you get as much out of it as you're willing to put in. So I was lucky that for some reason I walked through the doors of Atlanta Realtors soon after becoming a realtor. And it wasn't because I necessarily had positive 
um, encouragement to do so. The agent that I started out working for, I was her unlicensed assistant, like I said, and I got licensed and joined her team. She was not involved. And I think it's pretty rare that a new agent gets involved of their own volition. And that doesn't mean that I'm special or I was you know, necessarily smarter than the average. It just meant that something, I got an email or and I responded. So back then it wasn't YPN, it was Young Council of Realtors. YPN didn't exist yet. And I got an email that said, come join the Young Council of Realtors. And I thought, well, I'm new. I want to go see what that's about. And I wish that I'd had someone who sort of showed me the ropes because I felt... The way I think a lot of realtors do when they step in the building for the first time, it is overwhelming. You're not sure what to expect. You don't know what committee work is. I'd never heard of Robert's Rules. I didn't know what the board of directors did. I couldn't distinguish, you know, the Governmental Affairs Committee from the Young Council of Realtors from the Professional Development Committee. I just walked in the door and heard that they wanted people to plan networking events for the Young Council of Realtors, and I thought, I could help with that. But it does just grow from there. Mm-hmm. So you started locally, which I think most people do. It's very daunting to consider starting at the top and working your way down in the sense of how big and vast the National Association of Realtors are. And I think most of the people that I've come across, and likely you, have started by getting involved locally. Mm-hmm. So you responded to something that you got, and hopefully all of our members are at least seeing an email or a text, for the love of God, please say you are. But something struck your interest. You came in. And immediately you decided to just get involved. From that point, where did your journey here take you? You've served in a lot of different capacities, and I'd love to hear just a little bit about those experiences and, you know, the different places that you've spent time. So, like I said, I got started with YCR, and that was that was a fun experience because um, one of our past presidents who was not yet – who had not, not yet made it to president, Todd Emerson – it was basically a three-person committee. It was Jeremy Trask, Todd Emerson, and me. And we kind of just made it happen, made it work. But um, And then two years later, I joined the Leadership Academy, which is now our Emerging Leaders Program. And I, I applied and got accepted. And I was pretty excited. I was like, what is this? And I, here's the thing, though. I sort of wish I could go back and be in the Emerging Leaders Program again because I didn't know what I didn't know and I didn't know right. what to expect. And I think about that a lot because I've, I've done Atlanta's, Georgia's, and NAR's. And I sort of wish that I could go back and do all three because I think I would get something very different out of them. Interesting. So while I see tremendous value in newer agents being in a Leadership Academy situation – Man, I wish some of them would wait. And I'm glad that we have, you know, the requirement now that they're a realtor for a year or two before they are viable options. Because I think that had I sold more houses, been a realtor for longer, and had a little bit more time to get my feet wet by serving on committees, I would have gotten a lot more out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but early on, Young Council of Realtors was really the only thing that I did. And I think the next committee that I joined, really only because someone asked me to and not because I had any political interest nor knowledge, was the Governmental Affairs Committee. And that was um, a year or two of me being a little confused because politics just aren't, just isn't in my wheelhouse. Um, But then it's interesting that you mention, you know, starting locally rather than, quote unquote, at the top. And I don't, I think it's fair to say neither Kate nor I think that 
the National Association is the top and everyone else is on the bottom. Correct. But from a pyramid structure. Ooh, correct. Yeah, right. Um, but I did. My next thing was the National Association called. And I mm-hmm. do think that's rare. And there, this was around 2010, 2011. NAR started YPN, Young Professionals Network. And they were using it as a vehicle to not only train newer quote unquote young agents to get involved at the national level, but also they wanted those voices on committees. And so when a friend of mine who was going to serve as the chair of YPN called and said, would you like to be on a committee at NAR? Of course I said yes. And I had gone through Atlanta and Georgia's Leadership Academy and I had begun applying for committees at the state level and the phone never rang. Mm. So when the National Association called? Of course I said yes, because I'd sort of been bitten by the volunteer bug. And I think that for most realtors, when you when you walk through the door and you get on a committee and you feel the excitement and the, the you know, frisson in the room and you are putting together events and you're seeing the fruits of your labor, of course, when the next opportunity comes, you're probably going to say yes. And I think that that's where Atlanta has made Atlanta Realtors has made tremendous strides over the years. Not that it ever wasn't a good, healthy, positive place to be a volunteer, mm-hmm. but our volunteer culture has has grown and evolved and improved so much that we took something that was already good and we made it a lot better. It's more inclusive. It's it's broader. There are more committee opportunities. There are more seats in that Emerging Leaders program. So I can I feel it more now when I walk through the doors here that there's a, a desire and a um, – what's the word? There's a, a desire and a need to be involved um, right. for the realtors who want to be engaged. Sure. And I think that it's easy for members to, you know, show up for a class, uh, show up for an event, and feel like they tried. I tried. I did it. I checked the box. Right. And what I have found – throughout my career was that just showing up to something, even if I came a couple of times, mm-hmm. really wasn't going to give me the full benefit that I now have seen that I've been able to get out of being involved, like you've mentioned, on commit, you know, getting engaged and plugged in with a committee, um, meeting people who I meet, you know, see every single month, and we work together to come up with a plan to offer something to those members. Mm-hmm. And so taking your membership and not just using it for what's just offered, of course, those are benefits to the members, the classes, the CE, the the networking, um, all of those things are fantastic benefits, but there's more. And what the more is, is something that you can really, in my opinion, kind of only tap into when you start to give a little bit more of your time and energy to the association through volunteer uh, opportunity. Um, on committees, things like that, which, as you mentioned, can lead to other things such as emerging leaders, um, you know, getting into that class, uh, having the opportunity to go through that program, and then seeing really a much grander uh, picture of what the association is doing in our community, not just to give back to our members, but even through, you know, our advocacy efforts. And so once you've had an opportunity and really committed to do that, I think you make more friends, uh, your network grows, those people become resources to you in your business. Um, that's how we became friends. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
you know, ultimately, it's not just uh, I'm going and showing up and I'm giving my time to uh, the association. It's actually benefiting you and your business, which trickles down to your clients benefiting from your involvement as well. And so you were involved at the state at the local level. Uh, you got tapped on the shoulder to participate in a committee at the national level. How bring it back for me how you did actually start getting involved at the state level, um, just so I can kind of get a better picture of that, because I, I know I see now your involvement local, uh, national, and then I'm missing the piece of the state because I know you're involved there now. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I will be, um, or I am, the uh, 2024 Vice President of Professional Development for Georgia Realtors. And it's, it's, it took a little bit more legwork to get a, a committee t- a tap on the shoulder at the mm-hmm. state. And, and that's just because, you know, you're a, you're a smaller fish in a big pond, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't have that personal connection, that person who was like, hey, we want your voice on this committee like I did at the National Association. Right. So it was, you know, several years of applying for committees. But also, it's just like your local, though, it's you get out what you put in. Right. So going to conference, showing up, you know, making sure that people – know who you are, um, talking to people, finding out, you know, who's who's making those decisions and how do you get in front of them and, and talk to them about what your goals are. And I think that um, regardless of where you put your time, whether you're someone who says, well, I have time for one committee at the local level, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm in it and I'm involved, or you're someone like you and like me who, you know, we may hold position at all three levels in the same year. It's understanding where you want to spend that energy and that time and what you do get out of it. Because if you're, if you're saying to yourself, well, what does it do for me? But you're not engaging in any way and you're not being involved. Then I think what you'll see is you get a lot less from your associations at all three levels. But if you put a little bit into it, if you sit on a committee and you kind of get to peek behind the curtain, right? You get to see how the sausage is made. (laughs) When you sit on a committee and you see how decisions are made or you see how the meetings are run, or maybe by virtue of sitting on that committee, you get invited to the board of directors to to give an update because the chair wasn't available. Or you decide to apply and you get a seat on the board of directors at, at the local level. You, it, I think it starts to fall into place. You start to see, here's a room full of people. We may not all think the same way. We may not all have the same business model or, you know, compensation expectations or um, even the same level of desire to be involved. But we're all doing the same work. We're here to put better opportunities in front of our members and also to enrich our own businesses. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that's the number one thing that I get from involvement, which is why, again, it's addictive, right? You, you're, what am I, what could I do next year? It's the relationships and the networking at the state and the local level. I mean, the state and the national level, of course, that leads to referral opportunities. Mm-hmm. But at the local level, I mean, how many times have you and I called each other and said, hey, I've got this listing coming up. Do you, do you maybe have a buyer for it? In fact, we just had that conversation at lunch. Um, or, you know, I wish that we could co-op together more. You know, I w- I've got this buyer. Do you know of any listings that are coming up? Those kinds of relationships and networking opportunities are what you get from being involved. Absolutely. 
I mean, we exchange vendors probably weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I need a stucco inspector. And yeah. I know that, you know, you or or Kristen Coffin on our little group text, one of you is going to have the thing that I need. Right. And when you can make that personal uh, introduction, it helps a lot too. And I know I'll tell my clients, hey, I have a few realtor friends that I trust that might have a resource here. Let me check in with them and I'll get back to you. So yes, the relationships are huge. And I think that uh, part of the relationship building is also what opens additional doors. And you kind of hit on that. But once you start to meet more people and you show up to those meetings and you start to show value, mm-hmm. because the, I mean, we've we've led committees. We definitely value the committee members that show up and contribute mm-hmm. um, in conversation and volunteering their time and brainstorming bra- and networking uh, capabilities that they have. You know, reaching their sphere, um, going back to their office and sharing what we're doing here. Right. The list goes on. But once you have uh, those people that you're around, you've been around throughout the year, you've seen them, you've engaged in something together, it's like that teamwork starts, you know, that team feeling starts to build. And, you know, maybe that person, for example, you asked me to chair a committee last year. That person might tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I really appreciated you showing up. I know you're reliable. I'd love to see you in this position. I'd love to see you helping. And so I think there might be, if there is or there might have been confusion for some people who aren't super involved, how do I even get into those positions? And you know, laying that out and saying it, it's the commitment to your association and it's the involvement that will start to open those doors mm-hmm. is probably a conversation I have with a lot of agents often. Now, we talked a little bit about committee work, you know, our local, state, national um, networking and relationship building and all those things. But there's a lot more that, you know, the realtor brand or the realtor membership offers you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to glaze over those things because for us, it's so natural to talk about the relationships that we've built and the opportunities for growth within our businesses that we've seen just from an organic standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I love to hear a little bit from you uh, just about some of the things that you've learned, seen, done. I could share too, but I brought you in to talk about <laughs> it um, that have not just benefited your business um, and yourself and your growth, but are benefits to all of our members, whether they're involved or not. So I think... One of the things that Atlanta Realtors has that's unique and special is that the value starts before you even have your real estate license. If you choose to come and attend the school here, which I did. Now, granted, I did it online um, way back in 2005. And so the online version is much better now if anyone's listening. And (laughs) the online experience, the user experience is way improved from, you know, 19 years ago. But... Um, that's a huge benefit. That's a member benefit that you don't even know you have and without the expectation that you even become a member because you may choose to join a different association but just attend the school or get your school, your license through the school and live closer to, you know, Cobb or DeKalb or Neymar or 400 North or Thomasville. But we, of course, would love for you, <laughs> if you're local, to go through the school but then join Atlanta Realtors. And then, of course, you already mentioned there's free CE opportunities. There's designation and certification opportunities through the school. There's networking. There's amazing events like our spring fundraiser and the chili cook-off and top producers. If you choose to um, pay to play and and be part of that top producer club. But the the benefits, I think, that are the, the strongest and the most worthwhile are the advocacy efforts. Mm. And that's the thing that I think a lot of our members either aren't aware of or 
they know that it's happening, but it's confusing because if you aren't in the building, if you aren't, if you don't read your emails and you don't come to meetings like the RPAC committee or governmental affairs or, or the annual business meeting, and or, you're not going to hear about it. Right. But every, you know, we're lucky that we have um, our own governmental affairs director, which is not normal. So for those of you who aren't familiar with other local associations, there are associations that don't have a GAD. We also um, have our own PAC. We have our own local version of our PAC, AR PAC. <laughs> and um, political action committees, political advocacy groups, lobbyists, those are all kind of bad words if you watch too much national media, right? Mm-hmm. Lobbyist is not a bad word. In fact, I would argue that the realtors make lobbyists and PACs into much more positive things than mm-hmm. what you might think of when you when you think of those terms. Right. And I think we, we've talked about this before, just going to orientations this year. Um, I was the RPAC chair. You were my vice chair. Thank you so much. You're amazing. <laughs> but we would go to the orientations just to try to physically be there in front of our new members to talk about this because it's so important. But it's so easy to, you know, almost let it go in one ear and out the other or mm-hmm. just kind of glaze over you know, go over the top of your head because there's so much you're taking in, like you're you said. You're drinking from a fire hose. Absolutely. So you're sitting in that room and you're like, all these things sound great. <laughs> <laughs> what will I do? Right. Um, and you walk out of there and you're excited and you're amped up and you're ready to be here and you've looked at the social schedule and you found your first social event, but you already might have forgotten about RPAC because ultimately on that first day in there, in a way, it doesn't yet matter to you. But there's so much that is being done on your behalf that you don't even know. And you even being able to be in that room you even being able to sell real estate, uh, not having to sign up for multiple business licenses in different counties before you even walked in the door to start doing that business. There are a lot of benefits that every single realtor member has, whether they know it or not, right. that have come from that. And so I think that that's definitely a huge benefit. And you know, I'll say it, I think it's a benefit to the people who aren't even realtor members and they don't know it and they don't necessarily get to claim it, but we also benefit them. So, and it's also a benefit, honestly, to consumers. When oh, I when I speak about RPAC and when I um, have the opportunity to be either in front of an orientation group, like you said, or at a major investor event, we are probably the only pack. But I won't I won't say we're the only one, just in case somebody proves me wrong someday. But we are probably <laughs> the only pack that not only fights for our right and ability to do business, right? But we also are fighting for the private, 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 private property rights and for home ownership for every consumer in our country who wants to own a home someday mm-hmm. or does own a home or wants to buy a commercial property or wants to buy a piece of land and do what they want with it within reason and the law. Um, but, uh, you know, so when, when we talk about our pack and we talk about lobbyists being a good word, those are the kinds of things we are we're fighting for and that our RPAC dollars go for. So you mentioned not having to get a business license in every municipality. Can you imagine, Kate, think of, or anyone listening, think of where you sold houses this year. You know, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody, Atlanta, um, Milton, Alpharetta. Like think of every single town, city, and county. What if you had to buy a business license in every municipality, every jurisdiction where you sold a house? That's money just right out of your pocket. Because our lobbyists are on point, we don't have to do that here in Georgia. 
Um, there are also some things that um, sign ordinances, you know, limiting where we can put our signs. Within reason is fine, like don't block an intersection. But but if you had to pay a fine every time someone reported your sign being in the wrong place, that would be money out of your pocket. So our lobbyists are fighting for those things. But even from a consumer standpoint, there are counties in the state of Georgia where our lobbyists are working every day for things um, such as minimum square footage requirements for building a home or or uh, minimum requirements for the exterior cladding. So if you live in a house that has vinyl siding, if you live in a 1,500 square foot house with vinyl siding in Bibb County and your house burns down and you're insured for the home that you own, but that county now says that their law is 2,500 square feet minimum must be brick, you now can't rebuild your home. Right. So those are the kinds of things from a consumer standpoint that our PAC and our advocacy efforts and money go toward. So we make PAC, we make an, we make a PAC look good, right? We make um, our lobbyists do good things, and and those are the things that our colleagues are out lobbying for too. It's not just our governmental affairs staff that are doing the lobbying. It's when we go down to our days at the dome in February. Um, which the registration just came out for. So make sure you're reading your email, friends. Um, <laughs> if you go down to Days at the Dome and you have a chance to talk to our legislators or you go to your city hall or you go to the county commissioner's meeting, these are the kinds of things that we need to be talking about with our lawmakers as much as with our clients and potential clients. Right. And it's part of the benefit of being involved in an organization that does these things and represents you in this way. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be an expert on day one, and you don't. We don't require that anyone invest any amount of money, and mm -mm. so it's really something that I think. I mean, you practice what you preach. Yes, we have a double Hall of Famer. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's something that you kind of have to educate yourself on, and in my opinion, do what's right for our industry to be involved um, in, in investing in that. And if you're not in a position to invest in it, you can give your time and energy to the committees that work on these things, you know, like you mentioned, RPAC and governmental affairs. Mm -hmm. But you can, of course, my, my hope would be that if you're a practicing realtor and you're, you know, a member of your local association, so you're a realtor, not just a real, real estate licensee, yes. that you at least give your fair share when your dues bill comes up in the, every fall and there's a recommended amount toward RPAC, don't zero that out. Because even though it's optional, we're not, I would never tell someone that in order for them to be um, a worthy investor in RPAC, they have to be at the Sterling R level. You know, you have to give $1,000. No, just do that fair share amount. Right. Because if, if we had 100% participation just from a fair share perspective, that would be a considerable amount of funds that we could use for um, those advocacy efforts that are so important. And let's just be real. Fair share is not a big ask. No. I mean, it's sacrificing one happy meal with someone else at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's a couple Starbucks for Correct. the year that you give up and you make at home with your Keurig. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not unreasonable. And it's the least that you know a realtor member could do to protect the ability to do their job. So you've said a lot of amazing things. Um, maybe this podcast is going to feel like fire hydrant to the face to some people. But I think that we could probably and, – and one thing that you hit on a couple times that I didn't reiterate that I think is really important just from my own experience and seeing others is go to the conferences. Yeah. Go to the conferences. We have a state conference. Twice a year we have our inaugural conference and our legislative conference. We've got our uh, annual conference in the fall. 
We have uh, conferences at the National Association of Realtors uh, mid-year, which we're, are we even calling it that anymore? No. Legislative conference. What are we calling it? It will always be mid-year to me. It's hard not to say (laughs) mid-year. Mid-year and annual. So May and November. Correct. Um, May, we are in Washington, D.C., and every year it changes up for our annual conference in the fall. Go to those. Meet people. Um, If you're afraid to go to those and you don't know people, I mean, these are the friendliest groups on the planet. There are constant opportunities to network, meet people. Text me. Text Mora. We'll hold your hand. That's right. But come to those because I think those are really eye-opening for you to see just how powerful this group is and how hard they're working and uh, just hearing from people in other uh, parts of the state, uh, even people in other parts of Atlanta uh, Mm -hmm. by being involved locally. Um, There's people that I've sat next to and I thought we did the same thing and we don't. Right. Uh, There's people that I thought uh, we worked in the same area and we do, but we have an entirely different business and they knew something that I didn't know and I knew something that they didn't know. Right. And so ultimately those conversations, attending those conversations, conferences and the classes, and they're all here to benefit you and help advance you in your career. Um, But I think in closing, I would love to hear what you would suggest to someone who hasn't yet gotten involved Mm -hmm. um, and what you think would be the best course of action to really actually get benefit out of our membership. And one other thing I didn't mention, and I don't think you've mentioned it either, is the benefits are not just what we've talked about today. I mean, when you sit through orientation, you're like, holy cow, we've got, you know, uh, travel discounts, we've got car discounts, we've got office, office supply discounts. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's insurance benefits that we didn't even get to touch on. There are a gazillion other things, right? We could have gotten in the weeds. We don't have like, what, how long is orientation? Like two hours, three hours? I think it's only an hour and a half or two hours. No, it's definitely two because I did it I was the orientation chair two years ago. We at least had two. I know because I could hardly even fit the the realtor member benefits into two hours. When I chaired it, I felt like I was talking like the micro machines man. Oh my gosh! And the looks on people's faces. So you you almost feel badly that that they're they're having to digest and they're not <laughs> taking notes. They weren't told to bring paper. They're they're just sitting there wide eyed, thinking, "I just need to get this done so that I can sell real estate." Right. Um, so yes, to your point, there are tons of discounts. You know, I park at Parking Spot, which mm-hmm. is an offsite parking down because it. Atlanta Airport parking is insane. There's a 20% discount for that on the Georgia Realtors site. There's Hertz car rental discounts. There GRI, we have, have one of the best GRI programs in the state, and that's another state benefit, but, you know, it's a state program. Mm-hmm. But my advice, since you asked for it, is um, commit to doing something at the local level. Atlanta Realtors is going to be the easiest. For someone listening to this, it We don't really have a committee application or a committee selection process, if I'm not mistaken. You can join a committee Mm mid-year. You can join a committee in in the middle of the first quarter. So figure out, you know, go to the Atlanta Realtors website, look at the list of committees. You know, do you want to be on the education committee or do you want to be on governmental affairs or do you want to come and join me next year chairing RPAC, but make sure you're coming ready to work? Um, but co- commit to joining something and then commit to showing up for mm-hmm. other things. So come to the spring fundraiser. Come to the chili cook-off. Come to, you know, one of the free CE classes that are offered. And come to the building because Zoom is great, and I'm so glad that we have amazing technology at our fingerprint at our fingertips. But you don't get the same experience if you're not coming to the building. 
A hundred percent. And then, like you said too, Kate, come to one of the state conferences. And the February one is probably the easiest. Not sure when this is airing. But if it's pre-February, pre-February 5th, come because the conference is in Atlanta. So if you're an Atlanta Realtors member and you're sort of, you live somewhere in the metro area, come down to the state conference and experience um, the networking, the um there's so much uh, continuing education potential. Mm-hmm. The general sessions are always informative and entertaining. The evening events are a great opportunity to meet people. And Atlanta shows up. Our members, especially recently, because remember I said earlier that culture has so improved. Right. Atlanta members show up. They show up because they're on the board of directors. They show up because they want the networking and the referrals. They show up because they want the continuing education. So um, there will be plenty of members from the Atlanta Association who are there, but then also those opportunities to meet people from all around our state are pretty phenomenal as well. I think if you just did those things that you recommended and you were consistent in doing them and you made an effort when you showed up to them, that the rest would just take off organically. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. I think that when you show up with the intent of giving back to your industry and the intent, you know, have have reasons that you're there. You know, your reasons at the conference should be to meet, you know, 10 new people and get their business cards and have those productive conversations, whether it's, you know, outside in the hallway in the middle of the day or over a cocktail in the evening, you know, whatever that is. But But show up to stuff and then while you're there, have intention, you know, um, and join a committee, join a committee at, at Atlanta level, because it, like I said, it's going to be an easier middle of the year task. Right. Um, Georgia Realtors does have, and National Association, they do have committee deadlines and the selection process is much different, but here at Atlanta Realtors, it's, it's a lot easier, but, but join with the intent of, of showing up for every meeting you know, treat it like an appointment, um, show up for every meeting, be involved, engage with the committee and and um, contribute. Because if you are a realtor member who chose to show who chose to join a committee and show up, your voice matters. And that's where I think you get the most benefit to yourself is when you're involved in the conversation, you're not just keeping a seat warm. Absolutely. And I think like I've mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, you have been one of the people who has inspired me and kind of encouraged me and maybe even pushed me forward to the edge of my seat a couple times to get out there and do things. And I've never regretted one of them. So having had the experiences at every um, level, and you're right, I didn't mean from the top down any other way than a pyramid. Right. Um, having had experiences at each level um, and having had commitments and shown up for them and really given my all when I'm there, I feel like I've gotten far more than I could even express to anyone out of those experiences mm-hmm. um, from every fa- out of, in, in every facet. Um, and so I want to say thank you. Oh, well, and then I would also encourage others to step outside of maybe their comfort zone and show up to things and say hi. Don't don't be shy. That's I know that can be hard for some people, but mm-hmm. you know, say hi. If you see somebody that you've seen before, say hi. Engage people, share your information, and just come with with an open heart and hands and mind to see what you could possibly get back out of all of this. Yeah. And as a self-proclaimed introvert, I <laughs> I can speak to the it's not always easy. You know, you have to force yourself to leave your hotel room and show up and and meet people and stick your hand out and shake their hand and say hi and introduce yourself mm-hmm. and or you have to f- 
force yourself to come to the in-person meeting rather than be on Zoom. Um, but you just learn how to refresh and recharge after you know several days of that. So even for you introverts out there, it's possible, <laughs> and you can get you'll be you may be shocked how much you actually get out of it when you are willing to put into the business. Absolutely. Well, you have done so much for our industry and a lot for our local, state, and at the national level. You teach across the country. <laughs> Anywhere I go, someone knows you. So thank you for all that you've done. Um, self-proclaimed introvert, Laura, <laughs> Neil, and we know we'll see you around the Atlanta Realtors Association, but we hope to see all of these people who've listened to the podcast as well. That's right, we do. All thank right. you so much, Kate. Thank you, Maura. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.